Welcome back to the Prop JC Leadership Podcast. Always means a great deal that you give some of your time and you click on this podcast. I know there's so many other podcasts you could be listening to. It means a great deal that you choose this one to listen to. Happy fall wherever you are. I'll probably say that a few times. I came to admit to myself last night, uh, second to summer might be my favorite season of the year. So you've got summer, then you got fall, and obviously that heads into Christmas. I just love once we get past the first six months of the year, the first six months of the year for me are all about, you know, you got to work and there's not much, there's not much to look forward to in the first six months of the year. You've got what, Valentine's Day and then you've got spring break and you've got a lot of rain and, you know, weird weather. Even in San Diego, it's kind of cooler during that time of year. So you're not necessarily out at the beach all the time. And, and then June hits and it's kind of that here in San Diego, June gloom. And I don't know where that's at, you know, wherever you are, but then July hits and you've got the 4th of July and it's summer weather. And then September or, or August hits and then you've got Labor Day and then you've got, you know, you've, you've got the warm, warm fall days here in San Diego, California. And then you get into Halloween and that's kind of the time we're in right now. And, um, you know, kind of that spirit. Then you go into Thanksgiving, it's just like one thing right after the next. And so I, I, I finally admitted to myself last night that this might be second to summer my favorite time of the year so wherever you're at i hope it's a great fall for you we have a several things that i want to talk about today <clears throat> on my list i've got Dion Dion sanders just have a few thoughts on i want to list off about him i also have uh diane feinstein i want to talk quickly about uh, her death and some words some kind words that were said about her i know that was a couple of weeks ago as a matter of fact i think they laid her to rest just a few days ago uh, they had a ceremony for her up in San Francisco, but uh, there was something great said about her, and I want to share that with you. Kevin McCarthy, the vacant speaker of the House position. If you're looking for a job, you might want to apply for that one. Uh, unbelievable, incredible lessons that we can learn from that. And then there is a leadership lesson I want to share at the end of our time together today. This is always a leadership podcast, so everything we do is around leadership. I do want to say... I want to pause very quickly. In recent days, we've had the, obviously, we've had the Russia-Ukraine war that's been happening. And then we've seen this new conflict. If you've been watching the news, uh, how have you missed it? Israel and Hamas, you know, the Palestinians and Israel. Uh, again, they've been at war for many years. So much conflict there. And I don't want to speak to it. Or I know certain people are taking sides. and But I got to tell you, I've studied it. and. When you study it, there's a lot more nuances to it than just kind of listening to your local, you know, online mentor, your your local YouTube mentor, or the news channel that you watch, or the politician you follow, or the pastor that you listen to. There's a lot more that goes into the situation, and uh, so I'm not saying I'm taking one side or the other, but it's it's always sad to see conflict. I will say this, I have some very close friends who are Jewish, and so I reached out to him yesterday and wanted to make sure he's okay. He's actually in the Jerusalem area right now. They're actually in Israel right now with their family. They were there to celebrate Yom Kippur. And uh, so uh, I know that he even said in his text message, it was a short text, but he said it's a very serious time, and it is indeed. So we want to wish uh, the very best. And anytime we see conflict, it's just not something we want to see. It's not something we want to see. But in some ways, it's the outgrowth of 
human nature, the outgrowth of being a human being. So I just wanted to make sure that I paused and just recognized that that is happening. Uh, we are on a podcast here that talks about leadership, but we're not one of these that shies away from world events and politics. I just don't want to speak on it too much because I don't know as much about it as I should. Okay. Uh, I have friends that that see it from from different perspectives, and they have good reasons for why they see it from their perspective. And so, again, I just would need to study it more before I comment on it. But I want to make sure that we recognized that it is happening. Deion Sanders, I want to talk about him briefly. He has been the man of the hour, Coach Prime, in recent uh, weeks. Uh, as you know, his story, he was a former NFL player, dynamic player. I remember talking about him when I was a kid. And then he went on from that, and uh, I, he, he took a little time there. But then he went on to start coaching. I think he was at Jackson State there for a while. And now he's at uh, Colorado University, and he's got a goal there of turning that program around. And so they've had a lot of energy behind it. And he is, in some ways, he's kind of a lightning rod. He's kind of a, I don't want to say he's a controversial figure because he's not controversial, but he has been a lot a lightning rod in some ways. And and there are people on one side that really want to see him succeed. And there are people who don't want to see him succeed as well. Those people exist out there as well. But here's the thing that I'm most impressed about Deion Sanders in recent weeks. And I'll tell you this, I'm a little bit, I'm not as flashy of a guy as Deion Sanders is. And so that always, for me personally, it's always a little bit of a red flag when somebody's a little bit too flashy with kind of how they approach the world. And, you know, my opinion is you're going there to coach and it's really all about the kids. It's not about you. It's not about your family. It's not about the private jets and all that kind of stuff. And so I have been, if I'm honest with you, and it's not hating. Don't tell me I'm hating. That's one of the things I'm getting sick and tired of is if somebody says something a little bit negative about Deion Sanders, everyone comes out and it's race baiting and it's hating. And it has nothing to do with that. It just has to do with personalities. Maybe we don't mesh up. So I've watched him with kind of a careful eye, you know, and I'm sure there are other people out there who feel the same way. And it's not because I'm hating on him. I, I want to see the man win. But I just I just have this view of coaches and I come from old school, maybe John Wooden and Bear Bryant and some of these people where it's all about the kids and coaches are kind of in the background. And Deion Sanders takes the stage and he is center stage. Right. But one thing I've seen about him in recent weeks is the steadiness that he has come to the table with. He may have flash. And that's Deion Sanders. It's who he is. He may have confidence that shows out in different ways than maybe it would show out for you or for me or for, for other people. But the thing that I've been most impressed about is through win or through lose, he has remained steady. They just won a game. They lost two in a row there against Oregon and then USC. The USC was a great game because uh, they were down for the count in the first quarter, second quarter. I mean, I thought they were going to get smashed, and I, I thought it was going to be a blowout, like 48 to zero. That's what I thought it was going to be. But instead, it was 48 to what was it, 41, I think, right? They were within striking distance. And if that game went one more quarter, we might have seen a whole different ending to how that game went. So very proud of him, very proud of his teammates, how they stayed in there. They stayed in the fight, uh, and, and that's something that they do extremely well. Uh, but then they just won, and I forget the team that they played against. I want to say Arizona, but that meant that's probably not the right team. But 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 they won that game, and then he's given a talk about it. He's saying that we could have done better. So what I'm seeing out of Coach Deion Sanders is a real le leadership lesson for all of us. It's that steadiness. Do not read the press. Do not read your press. There's a great guy I looked up to for many years, and he's a famous 
uh, a gospel singer back in Indiana, Bill Gaither. And he would, he would always talk about the, you know, the importance of it. You know, when, when the news is, 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 is big on you and you're the, you're the, you're the best thing in the news. Don't listen to it. When you're the worst thing in the news, don't listen to it. It's probably somewhere in the middle. And so our job is to remain steady, to remain consistent. And I think that's an incredible lesson for all of us. So I, I wish Coach Deion Sanders and his team, most importantly, it's about those players. And I think that that one of the greatest responsibilities that coaches have, and one of the reasons why I have so much respect for great coaches, is that they have the ability and the capacity and the potential to really impact young people for the future. And I think that's very exciting. So I want to wish him the best. And my hope for all of us is we just learn how to remain steady, just like Coach Dion said. It doesn't matter the flash. It doesn't matter the outside. It's the work we do. And what I'm seeing here, the work he's doing, it's remaining steady. It's remaining consistent and trying to build those young men. I want to move on and I want to talk about uh, Feinstein here. Diane Feinstein, she's the Senate, senior senator from uh, the state of California. You can look up her resume, so I won't go through all of that. Uh, and again, this is not a political podcast, but I am from California, and I will tell you this. I have a lot of respect from her. When you watch her story, read or watch one of those documentaries that you know that are out there online about her. Uh, when you see what she has seen throughout the years, what she has been through, and the giant that she was. I saw her give a talk one time. It was on YouTube. I, I watched the talk on YouTube, but I watched her give a talk. And she was just, she just built of steel, right? But they don't make people like her very often. I, I'm I'm seeing this in this past year. A lot of my mentors have 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 passed on. They've they they've moved on. They've moved off of this world. And I'm studying some of their lives. And and one of the things I see about them is at the core of them, they are built out of steel. And that's what Diane Feinstein was. And she was a fighter. Regardless of whether you believed in what she stood for, regardless of whether you voted for her, you would have to admit that she was a late. I mean, she died doing what she wanted to do. There, There's a photo out there. One of the representatives, uh, they took a photo of her the night before she passed away. And she looked great. You know, she was at home. She looked like she was resting. She, I think she voted earlier that day. And, and yes, should she have retired maybe a few years ago? Absolutely. But you know what? She wanted to keep working. And she did. And so... Um, I have a lot of respect for her, but 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 here's what I want to share with you. It's the quote that was said from uh, from from Senator Chuck Schumer had this to say about her. He said this. He said a myriad of things. He gives you can find this on YouTube. It's about a six minute kind of uh, tribute to her. But in this, he says as he's wrapping up his time, he says this: the sign of a leader is someone who dedicates the whole of their spirit for a cause greater than themselves. I'm going to say that one more time. The sign of a leader is someone who dedicates the whole of their spirit for a cause greater than themselves. Boy, that has moved me so much. As I'm studying leadership, as I'm studying successful people, I, I just watched, uh, I've got it on my to-do list. I just watched this, it was a 60 Minutes episode where they looked at four different billionaires. And so I watched that as I was doing some work the other night and I had a little notepad and I was taking notes from all the different billionaires. And then this morning I'm up, I'm listening to another guy give a talk. 
and um, he's given books to read. And so I'm going through this rabbit hole of all these successful people or people that have done well with their lives. And, and so I'm trying to learn from them. Here's one of the most important things that I hear time and time and time again from people who are massively successful or people who talk about people who are mad. You know, a lot of really successful people aren't really talking about themselves. They're out there doing the work. And I think that's that's the key. Dianne Feinstein wasn't on YouTube every single day giving you know talks about how to become a better person. She was just out there doing it. She was doing the work, right? And so many successful people. But, but here's the key that I hear time and time again. It is about a cause that is greater than yourself. Great leaders give themselves to a cause that's much bigger than them. We're getting ready to talk about Kevin McCarthy. It's the opposite in that story, in my opinion. Again, not a political podcast, but just from the outside looking in, it's the opposite in that situation. But in this situation, you have an incredible leader who's given her whole life to public service, to, to the work that she has done, and she has done that well. And that's one of the greatest keys to leadership. It's not about trying to become a leader. Barack Obama talked about this before. He talked about, um, I, I hope I don't, he, I hope I hope I don't mess this up. But he's got a quote out there. Where he talks about people are too focused on what they want to be in life, and he says, stop trying to focus on what you want to be. Instead, focus on what you want to do. Just get out there and do the work. Do work that matters. Do work that that changes lives. Do work that impacts society. That's the key. And the more I study people, I was just listening to an interview the other day, Walter Isaacson. He's talking about uh, the book he just wrote about Elon Musk. And he's talking about the reason why Elon Musk is, has, has made such great money is because his, 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 his vision is so global. It's so big. It's so massive. Money follows vision. There's another guy I listened to that he's worth $700 million. And he says the same thing. Money follows vision. There's another interview I'm listening to the other day of a very successful man out of Florida. Bought and sold several businesses throughout his life. And he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire now. And that's the biggest thing he says. Stop chasing after money. Chase after the thing. Chase after the vision. The vision always follows or, or the money always follows the idea. And so this is just a great reminder for all of us today as leaders. It's never about seeking to be leader, to be a leader. It's never about any of that stuff. It's about dedicating the whole of our spirit, whatever that is, for a cause greater than ourselves. Robert Kiyosaki, whatever you may think about him, he's the one who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he talks about this gentleman that he looks up to called Fuller, uh, R. Buckminster Fuller. I guess they call him Bucky. And his biggest question was always this, what does God want you to do? You say, well, I'm an atheist, JC. I don't believe in God. Okay, well, what does the universe want you to do? That's the question. It's it's about this bigger thing that your life is dedicated to answering a bigger cause. It's not just about how much money I make. It's not about getting that next promotion. It's not about, these are the people, the older I get, the more I'm around those kind of people, those are small-minded people. Every single one of them. When all they're thinking about is that next promotion, why? Because they're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about the mission that they're going after. The greatest leaders, the people who leave the greatest impact in life, it's because they're pursuing a massive cause, whatever. And it doesn't matter what the cause is. But it's not the outcome they're going after. Now, obviously, they're setting outcomes, they're setting goals, they're setting visions, but it's about it's it's not about themselves. It's not about promotion for them or money for them. It's something greater than themselves. And so if we learn anything from the death of Diane Feinstein, I hope that you will see a woman who, whether you agreed with her or not, she lived for a cause 
greater than herself. That is different from the next gentleman we're going to talk about, Kevin McCarthy. And I, I just want this to be a cautionary tale for any of us out there who might be ambitious. Kevin McCarthy, if you read the story, you know too much about it. Again, you can look all this up, so I won't, I won't go too much into it. I think it was 15 or 16 rounds of voting had to take place before he got put in a speaker. And he only got put in a speaker when he decided to come up with a, well, I don't think he came up with it, but he he succumbed, I guess I, I should say, to a list of demands and concessions that he had to make in order for him to, um, to, to step into that speaker role. It was the most for me personally, and again, this is not a political podcast. I'm not saying this because he's a Republican. I would say the same thing if this person was a Democrat. It was so sad to watch because it was like this man, and and there were articles being read about this right now. I should have printed one off, and I think I read one in Politico that talked about this the other day. He is he was so ambitious, and 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 from the moment he got elected, he wanted that job. Again, it's not about a mission for him. It was about I I want that promotion. I, I, I want to get that seat. And so for him, it was all about getting that job to the point that he would grovel to get the job. And I posted something on Twitter the other day. I think I said something or I made a comment and something. I, m- maybe I posted it on Twitter as well, but I just made a, a, a comment where it says, you know, when you make a deal with the devil, it, it never ends well. Now, I'm not saying this. And I had some people in one of the comments make jump down my throat for it and Oh, you know, Matt Gates, you call Matt Gates the devil. And these were kind of right wing people who kind of believe in. And I, I said, it has nothing to do with him. But anytime we make a deal that places ourselves first, and maybe that's a better way that I should have explained it. Anytime we make a deal out of ambition for self, it never ends well. Now, I'm speaking this basically from what I've seen. I will tell you that in my own life, that, that when I've gone after personal ambition, it never ends well. And at times I look back that I've been most successful in life and have made the best decisions, it's because it was going after a mission. It wasn't going after something that was about personal ambition. And I'm sure you could look back in your life and say, too, that the moments that you went after something that was all about you and your own vision, that's when you wrestled the most. Uh, that's when you wrestled the most. But the moments that you went after something that was all about a vision, all about impacting the world, impacting the people around you, making the world a better place, that's when you probably experienced the most success. And I've seen it time and time again. I've worked for a lot of leaders. Very few of them have been good leaders. Very few. I, I, you know, I've worked with probably in my lifetime because in, in my 20s, I had so many different jobs. I've probably worked for 20, 30 different bosses in my lifetime. That That's a lot. I can count on one hand how many of those have actually been great leaders and great people. And on that one hand is because they had something bigger that they were shooting for. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about their own promotion. Now, at some level, we're all ambitious. OK, I get that. I understand that. But if that's all we're going after is our own personal ambition, that's when we find ourselves in trouble. So that's the lesson. If there's a lesson to learn from the Kevin McCarthy situation, anytime you make a decision that is based on you, your own personal ambition, it will get you in trouble every single time, and it will not end well. That's the lesson. Final final thing I want to leave you with is something that this is just a reminder for all the leaders out there, and this is based on something that happened to me in recent weeks. Look before you leap. Look before you leap. And here's what I'm saying by that. Leaders, we've got to do a better job when we're getting ready to make judgments, when we're, when we're getting ready to make assumptions that lead to beliefs, that lead to judgments. 
it always has to start with a question assumptions should always lead to questions and i saw a leader in recent weeks who made an assumption which led them to a belief and a judgment which led them to jump the gun and in the end they just look silly and foolish okay that's the problem they just look silly and foolish because they were you know they were making assumptions and you've heard that saying before when you make or when you assume right when you assume it makes what it makes an ass out of you and it makes an ass out of me right anytime that we assume that's what's going to happen and so you probably hear my cat in the background screaming here to be playing but uh i i gotta get through this because this is important or maybe he's agreeing with me maybe this cat is agreeing with me and saying hey preach it jc you're talking good stuff right now we have to be very careful that we never assume as leaders we have to be very careful that when our mind takes us somewhere the very first thing we should do is follow it up with a question and i saw in recent weeks where that didn't happen and it showed what i think is the marks of a poor leader the marks of a poor leader always let our assumptions whatever they may be someone leaves early okay and we immediately assume that leads to a belief that leads to a judgment maybe that leads to an action and that's what we have to be careful as leaders all of our actions are being watched and they're being measured and they're being seen and so we have to make the decision you know how are we going to make these decisions how are we going to you know make these actions and i think it's by stopping slowing down never rushing into it anytime i see a leader rush to send an email or a leader who rushes to judgment or a leader who rushes to a, a punishment or a critical statement that tells me more about that leader than anything else even if that you know the person that they're rushing to judgment on maybe deserves it that says more about it than anything else as leaders we've got to be careful to do that Someone leaves early for work. We want to assume, well, they're just lazy and don't want to work. Well, no, we could ask a question and maybe find out what's the situation behind it, right? Someone didn't show up for a meeting or showed up late and we want to assume certain things. Well, no, we got to ask the question first, right? Somebody makes a judgment call that we don't make and we begin to assume something about them. Okay, well, we got to ask a question first. That's how it's got to be done. Great leaders, at least the ones I've worked with, always, always, always approach with a question. Okay. And they start there. And then through that questioning, if they get to the, maybe their assumptions are correct. I'm not saying that, you know, a lot of great leaders are smart. They're smart people. They're political operators. They got there because they were smart, but it doesn't mean we have all the answers all the time. And your assumptions could be correct, but let the questions and then the following answers from the other person kind of guide you in that direction. Okay. Don't be left with egg on your face. Like I saw a leader recently be left with egg on this person's face because they started off just by making an assumption. And again, when you assume you make an ass out of you, you make an ass out of me. And we don't ever want that to be the case as leaders. People are looking to us. They're watching us. They're trying to gauge out of us or from us based on us, based on how we make decisions. How do they make decisions? We set the tone for the organization, for the team. It's really important. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope this has been value add. A lot of lessons, man. A lot of history happening right now in our country, in our world. And so I'm going to keep a lookout on it. You keep a lookout on it as well. One of the things I'm most excited about in recent weeks or in coming weeks, I'm going to be developing my um, my definition of leadership, my definition of leadership for business, my definition of leadership for nonprofit, my definition of leadership for politics, primarily just business and politics, because that's what we talked about on, 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 on this podcast. But, but one of the things I'm learning is you can't have just a set definition of leadership because there's so many different 
you know, there's so many different areas in which people lead. And so how you lead in politics in the political sphere is going to be different than how you lead in a business environment. But we're going to talk a lot about that kind of education, not education, uh, politics and business. And so it's important that we have a clear definition. And then what we're going to do is match up what we see. Okay. What's going on out there in the world on the political side? What's going out there from Democrats and Republicans here in the United States of America, from conservatives or liberals, no matter where you are in the world? What's going on in business? Okay. And again, even in business, right, you've got to look at it from a perspective. Is it capitalistic leadership? Because some people don't, you know, not all countries go go on that, right? It's not all just based on the capitalism that we see kind of in the Western world here in the United States for certain, right? So even within that, we'll come up with some different definitions. But the key is that we're going to ask once we have these definitions, is this person showing leadership in this area, whether it's politics or business, in this country, region, whatever, based on what leadership should look like for them in their industry, in their area of expertise. And that's what I'm very excited about. So stay with me here on the podcast. I really appreciate you being with me. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, as always, as always, uh, I hope that this adds value to you and helps you become a better leader in your home, in your business, your life, your team, organization, wherever it is. That's the whole goal. We all just move ourselves higher in the realms of leadership. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of the Prop JC Leadership Podcast. Have a great week. Take care.